Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the X-Animo Podcast. Today's guest is Simply Toast or Kobe, a content creator and streamer that is just an amazing, genuine guy. He's returning for another episode, and he's literally the most genuine guy I know, and he focuses so much of his time on helping other people, whether it be with their mental health or just being there and supporting your dreams and just, just an amazing friend. And uh, it, this was an amazing episode. Please leave a five-star rating and share it with a friend because this is a really good one. Let's get right into it. Bro, I'm nervous. I don't know why. We haven't talked uh, in so long. I haven't had you in here since ew, episode one, I'm bro. nervous. I know, it's weird. I, I, I'm <laughs> so shaky for some reason. It's because I'm... In the in the presence of my Twitch crush, what can I say? Oh shit! <laughs> I need to get a shaky. You're all good. <laughs> yeah, but uh, dude, episode fifteen. I think that's what we're on now. Yeah, that's. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, okay, I think here it was fourteen. Yep, yep. Your but part two was fourteen. Yep, 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 yep. And a lot has changed in the last three and a half months. Uh, yeah, a lot has changed. I mean, when was the last time? When did we record last? When was that? Oof! So now you're asking me questions. I don't know. Uh, let's see. I, I hold on, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look. I'm because I'm really curious. I want to know exactly what it was. Uh oh, no, no, not that button, not that button. Hold on, hold on. I'm messing everything up. Uh, it was published on uh, March twentieth. Okay, so yeah, yeah, it's been like three months. Pretty now, much yeah. exactly three months. Yeah. How how are you doing? I'm I'm doing all right. I'm pretty tired. Um. Yeah, that, that's about it. How about yourself? Uh, um, I don't know. I'm chilling. I, I recorded a video <laughs> earlier that I think I might oh, yeah? start editing. I don't know. What, what type of video? Uh, a Let's Play. Okay, okay. Ye I like it. I like it. Yeah, so I, I started playing Wolfenstein. Like the... Oh, I've heard a lot about it. Mm -hmm. I've tried it once or twice. Yeah. It, what it's are a, your opinions on it? It's, uh, it's good so far. I got through like the first couple main missions like about half hour into okay. it um yeah. i'm enjoying the gameplay i really like the premise of the game you know as, um, as a world war ii fan i really enjoy the uh what it's supposed to be mm -hmm. and so like i can really get behind watching it i was never a big fan of the controls mm. personally i'm playing on kbm so it, it does feel a little weird i should try on controller but I think controller I was what made it weird for me. Mm, maybe just stick to KBM then, keyboard. Yeah. I, say, yeah. I don't know. It was just funky controls coming from Call of Duty. Oh, yeah, I bet. It, it is really weird. It does feel weird compared to Call of Duty for sure. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I just re I really like the, the whole story or at least what oh, I know yeah. of it so far that cause I, I, I've heard bits and pieces, but I think it's supposed to be. Uh, like a dystopian, what if the Nazis won type deal, right? Yeah, as far as I know, it's just like, it's if the Nazis won, what would happen? Yeah, and something like that. You're playing like the American trying to rebel, rebel. Mm -hmm. But it's it's a little different than just a, a what if, because in the opening scene when you're um, storming the castle or whatever, you've got, there's yep. a bunch of high tech stuff. So it's a little different. Well, I mean, like, actual World War II, they were supposed to have... You remember the, like, giants in Origins? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, those were supposed to be real. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's movies on it and everything. So, I mean, it's pretty accurate to real life. Well, because they were working on the technology. Yeah. Yeah, it's accurate to what they were working on. I I don't. Yes. I, I wonder if they had any like working prototypes. I I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Yeah. Um, I think. Okay, so like I really nerd out on World War Two. Mm-hmm. And so like I know like their Dr. Death or whatever his name was, and like all the science experiments and crazy stuff that he did always blew my mind to hear about. It was absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Because I mean he was like never mind, I don't want to get that far into it. But uh like he was just like mutilating people. Oh wow. Basically. Uh but yeah, so like reading about all that, like I get really interested in it because I like to understand what had happened and what they were trying to do versus what had actually happened mm-hmm. and like to see where their failures were. Yeah, apparently they were working on wonder weapons like in uh, Zombies. No way. Yeah, the Wonder Waff, apparently that was a, an actual thing they were working on. Some kind of electricity-based weapon. Like a like a Tesla coil? Yeah, something like that. I might yeah, be yeah. clickbaiting, but I th- I'm pretty sure that's a thing they were working on. No, that makes sense. I mean, you only get ideas from things that kind of happen. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, it's, um, it's wild. Okay, I wanted to ask you something, actually. Yeah. I heard something about Area 51. Okay. And I wanted to know your opinion on if you actually think that they were holding aliens there or if they are holding aliens there. Ooh, I don't know, man. Personal opinion, now that I've heard a little bit more about what Area 51's about, I don't think they have aliens there. I don't think they have alien technology there. Mm-hmm. Because I heard... Uh, Bill Clinton on I what was it? Um, I think it was the Tonight Show, but uh, he was just saying that like th- all they do there is practice um, like being able to create planes that can go like with no radar, like yeah. So just very secretive and working on those secret types of projects, which makes me think that they don't have aliens and stuff there but they do have really high level technology. But also at the same time, I feel like they specialize in like trying to see if there's aliens. Sorry, I'm really on an alien kind of like, <laughs> I love it. Um, So like, I really think that they try to study aliens, but with the government also coming out, like saying UFOs are real and we don't know anything about them. That would imply that Area 51 doesn't know too much or else we would have received those documents, if that makes sense. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, yes and no, because there's a lot of like, um, what's it called? Classified documents that we'll never see. Yeah. I mean, like, um, what's it called? There's like so- certain there's a certain set of files that are about to become public oh yeah the the jfk assassination the jfk assassination yeah i remember when those files went out it was like absolutely insane never read them Uh, oh are they out already (laughs) i thought i thought that was still yeah i'm pretty sure those are out hold on let's see the the records oh yeah last year they released them last year in 2021 looks like yeah it was pretty big um I like I said, I didn't read anything about it. As far as I'm concerned, I'm still on the it was a one person shooter uh train. Yeah. But I will say hearing the 
I, I don't even remember what his name is. I'm pretty sure Lee Harvey Oswald was somebody else. Oh, Abe Lincoln, I think. No, it was it was Lee Harvey Oswald. Har- Lee Harvey Oswald. He was the okay. guy who shot Kennedy. Well, then, Lee Harvey Oswald had retreated to the Soviet Union and like, um, w- like tried to join the military there mm-hmm. and received all his training there because he really hated America, and then had failed assassination attempts against other people in the U.S. military, like other other uh, um generals in the military and they were just all failed attempts uh which like really really solidifies the thinking it's only a one shooter kind of thing and then seeing like the uh the dude in the passenger seat in the front of the car was also shot in the leg oh really uh yeah and the way that it happened was the trajectory it went through jfk into the other guy's leg but what a lot of people know and what a lot of people don't realize is JFK couldn't lean down or anything because he had like reinforced steel because he had back problems. Oh, like, sure. Played it up his back. So like he couldn't avoid anything after he was shot the first time. Mm-hmm. And so like I think a lot of people don't take that into consideration when they think about that type of conspiracy. And now we're just on a conspiracy rant. Oh, yeah. Look, isn't that amazing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, th- there's some wild conspiracy theories out there and just like and, and even some wild theories. Well, wild things that should be conspiracy theories that aren't that are actually completely <laughs> legit and completely confirmed. OK, like so can you give um, me an example. Operation Paperclip. Never heard of it. Okay, I I I only just heard about this uh, within the last six months to a year. But yep. Operation Paperclip, I'm going to pull up the Wikipedia page. Uh, it was it was a, a secret United States intelligence program in which more than 1,600 Nazi German scientists, engineers, and technicians were taken from Nazi Germany to the U.S. for government employment after the end of World War II. I actually heard a lot about that and like uh it was like a way for them to get off of their war crimes um yeah. instead of like wasting that much research that had been done with uh Germany they just like basically said hey you can be free if you come work with us and give us all your research because i mean research is research no matter what mm. And losing research in any sort of way that could either uh, like multiply, uh, I don't want to say multiply, but like losing research that could further your technology is worse than getting research that you already had that you didn't like that you don't need. Mm -hmm. And so like employing those guys made a lot of sense. And I understand that that happened to like with Japan, too. I think those guys were offered uh, jobs in America um yeah like einstein was a german uh as far as i remember einstein was german and worked in germany and fled to america i i i don't remember anything about that i i'm not too familiar with einstein to be completely honest oh you're all good all i know is that like he he was part of he, he was either being invaded and fled to America mm. or he was part of Germany and didn't want to help Germany's cause and fled to America. Um, and then eventually ended up being the downfall to World War II. Yeah, because he was part uh, of the Manhattan the Project. Yep. Um, 
What do you think about MK Ultra? MK Ultra? MK Ultra. I'm not familiar. What's that? MK Ultra was like sleeper agents and like uh, that that's the best I can do. There's called there's a movie with uh Jesse Jesse Eisenberg, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. And it's called like MK I don't I don't remember what it's called. It's something ultra. And it's just like it it goes into the life of somebody who was in the MK Ultra project. Uh totally deadly person who doesn't know it because the phrase or anything hasn't been said to him. And like he was always wondering why he wasn't able to leave his town. Right. And then he came to realize uh something happened at a corner store or something. And uh, he was like activated and he became like still the same person, but then all of his memories of like knowing how to fight uh, and everything else were like activated. And like, he just turned into this crazy super soldier kind of person where people were trying to kill him and stop him. But like, he didn't know anything of what was going on, but he couldn't stop like defending himself because they were still trying to kill him. Hold on. I think, I think you're, I think you're uh, talking about a Marvel movie here. I I promise you I'm not. (laughs) Dude, that's literally Bucky. That's, that's actually the winter soldier. Hold on. I've got the, the other page for MK ultra up here. I'm trying to scan it a little bit, but it's, uh, okay. The MK ultra movie was called American ultra. Okay. With Jesse Eisenberg and uh, Kristen Stewart. Mm-hmm. All right, let, let me read you the synopsis of it real quick. Yeah, Small sure. town stoner Mike Howell spends most of his life or most of his time getting high and writing graphic novels about a superhero monkey. What Mike doesn't know is that he was trained by the CIA to be a kill, lethal killing machine. When the agency targets him for termination, his former handl- handler activates his latent skills, turning the mild-mannered slacker into a deadly weapon. Now the utterly surprised Mike must use his newfound abilities to save himself and his girlfriend from getting smoked. That's the synopsis of the movie. There's no way that's real, though, right? I mean... What, MK Ultra? Yeah, hold on. D- dude, okay, so, like, there's, there's like, stories and, uh, like, uh conspiracy theories about russia doing it and planting people here there's literally an entire family guy episode on it oh man that that's that's project mk ultra was the code name of an illegal human experimentation project designed and undertaken by the u.s cia the experiments were intended to develop procedures and identify drugs such as lsd that could be used to in interrogations to weaken individuals and force confessions through brainwashing and psychological torture, MKUltra used numerous methods to manipulate its subjects, mental states, and brain functions, such as the covert administration of high doses of psychoactive drugs and other chemicals, electroshocks, hypnosis, sensory deprivation, isolation, and verbal, and I'm not going to say that one, but in addition to other forms of torture. So like it was a legit thing that recently was like, that was recently like, oh yeah, this was an actual project that we did because it was like super, it was super underground. Man, our government is weird. I'm just going to say that. The more you like go 
conspiracy diving, <laughs> the more you realize everything could be true that you heard that couldn't be true. It could be. I mean, like and going going back to going back to paperclip, one of the things that really got me the most is um the one of the one of the big the biggest like the main things I remember about paperclip was the director of NASA during the space race was a V2 rocket scientist that uh dur- during the during World War II in Nazi Germany. And have you have you heard of the uh the Nazi dueling scars? Have you heard of those? No, I haven't. These dudes would literally duel each other with swords and give themselves massive scars on their faces. Look it up. Look it up, dude. Look it up once. Look up Nazi dueling scars. Okay. Check check this out. Wow. That yeah, isn't that terrifying? Aggressive. Look at yeah, the, the, pretty... the second picture with that guy with the mask and then the Yeah. Like that's a real thing that happened. Apparently, it was like a rite of passage almost in the Nazi party. Everybody had him, and yeah, that makes sense. There's a picture of this guy. I don't. I don't remember his name. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. But there's a picture of him sitting next to JFK, and you can see his dueling scars. Just these massive gashes on his face. The dude looks like a psychopath, and he's sitting next yeah, to JFK, yeah. just chilling. Well, I mean, like it's mind blowing. All right. I'm going to say some kind of controversial stuff. Ooh, okay. So, like, as much as I understand that that might be crazy, I think the craziest thing ever was 19, I believe it was 1940s Olympics or 1938 Olympics, uh, right? It was either during or right before World War II had happened. Uh, we had one of the, I think it was the first uh, black athletes to go to nazi germany where it was being held and competed and won and hitler actually shook his hand for like Mm -hmm. even though he was competing for america he shook his hand because he was a great athlete is that was that when joe lewis i don't remember all i know is that when he came back to america the president wouldn't shake his hand really and he wasn't really acknowledged Wow. Which is which is like mind-boggling to me that our president and like team wouldn't do anything for him, but like even even the president of Nazi Germany was man enough to just shake his hand and say good job. Oh man, I don't know about that. That's wild. Uh, it, it, like I I I learned okay, so I I was a big nerd in oh I found that photo that you were talking about with JFK never mind. That's JFK in the back of it. No, 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 no. Wait, no. Never mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um so I was like a real nerd about this kind of stuff just because history always interested me. Um and so I would study stuff like this outside of school and then I'd go to school and everything that I knew or like everything that was taught I already knew. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like, history was always my favorite subject because I w- was always interested in knowing what had happened and, like, about, like, the world's past or the U.S.'s past or just stuff like that. And I think one of the biggest things... Uh, so, I don't know if you know... Uh, the the head choppy thingies. Um, Guillotine. Guillotines. Guillotines were outlawed in the 1970s, right? Okay. 
which is a lot later than everybody <laughs> thought because they're like thought of like medieval torture devices. Of course. Like because everybody sees it in Skyrim. Oh, that's got to be medieval. No, they were outlawed in 1970s. Uh, I believe the last public execution was in France. And the reason that they were outlawed worldwide was it was televised and it failed. Oh, no. Yeah. So you have all these like people watching the TV, including kids, because like that was a known thing. You bring your kid to a public execution so that they know what not to do and stuff like that. And yeah. so, like, it, it happened, and it was failed, and, like, that's when they're like, all right, no more. Um, but another big thing that a lot of people don't know is the Germans during uh, World War II used them. Oh, really? Which was, yeah, it's like, it's something that you wouldn't think about because you hear all the things that they did. Uh, like, you, like, they did the firing squads and stuff like that, but... Like I said, you just don't realize that they actually had guillotines. Which That's insane. I, I think is cool. Like, it's weird, but it's cool. Like, nobody would think that. But, yeah, I huge, huge history nerd. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of World War II history specifically. I think that's probably why I really enjoyed Nazi zombies and zombies mm -hmm. just in general. Yeah, honestly. And, and and now it explains a lot. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always <laughs> been a lot of fun. I mean, just World War II in general. It's always fascinated me, you know. Yes. Uh, especially like specifically the American side, you know, Pacific Theater. I've always been just yeah. fascinated with like I Iwo Jima and um you know, all the other battles that happened out, out there. Yep. You know, um it, it it's it's insane. Just learning about everything and then just the sacrifices those men made you know yeah so i think i think i'm probably more like interested in the european side just because i know a lot more about it mm -hmm. um there was something that i so d-day right yeah in preparation of d-day they actually had fake tanks over on the uk side where it was just like an inflatable tank i think is what it was or it was like a display tank made of wood that soldiers would carry around the the airfield mm -hmm. so that when Germans uh, spy planes went up above, they'd report, oh, we can't take over. There's a lot of tanks on the ground. Yeah. We can't do anything. When really they're fake tanks while everything else is uh, being taken care, to, taken care of behind the scenes and planned. Also, D-Day... D just stands for it was an acronym because it was um uh based on the weather they would choose the letter so it could have been A day B day C day or D day oh, okay but because of the weather they called it D day oh that's interesting yeah. yeah and then and then another big thing going over to the Pacific side of it uh where we were fighting Japan a long like a while before we actually dropped the first nuke i believe it was on hiroshima yep i think nagasaki was second i think so um we dropped flyers there saying that we were gonna do it yeah yeah and like i that was the craziest thing to find out because of how devastating it was and how many people didn't leave you know honestly i, I think so 
obviously the Japanese back then, very proud people. You don't surrender, never give up. You're always fighting, fight for the yes. emperor, you know, just like, just like really strong people. But like, I think another aspect of it is what's a nuke, right? Uh, yeah, true. I feel like there had been rumors about it, though, that like the the Japanese emperor would have known. Mm -hmm. But that that's just like, I don't know, that's speculating now. Honestly, I, I don't think I don't think the normal the regular people would have known anything about it. I mean, because if you think about okay. it, the way their culture worked, I don't think they would have said that America's working on this super powerful weapon. I agree. But at the same time. I, I don't know, like, you still hear rumors about it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I don't know, that's tough. But, yeah, they, they were giving they were given sufficient warning that we were going to drop just massive bombs on them. Annihilation, yes. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> we were going to turn them into Fallout 4, and they just like, no, we're not giving up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fun fact, I actually have a... Um, authentic world war ii jacket oh yeah yeah I, uh, um this this is gonna sound like the shitty part uh <laughs> i got it at a gun show with my dad okay and they sold it to me for 50 bucks oh wow but it's got the patches on it and everything dude that's amazing so uh, i've worn it a couple times just because i like it it makes me look cool yeah um very uncomfortable I I believe it. A hundred percent cotton, and it rubs your neck raw. I I believe it absolutely. But still, very cool. It's um, a an American jacket. Yeah, I love uh, that. Like it's got the it's got the Pacific patch and the. Uh, he was out. Whoever's it was was overseas for three years. Oh wow! You joined up yeah. pretty early then. Uh, I guess, but. Yeah, so, like, that's a big thing that I have that I really enjoy, like, having, mm -hmm. but I also feel kind of bad for having because, it, like, it's got a bunch of holes and nicks in it and everything, but it, it's, like, still so cool. It's I, I think it's got the tag on it, too. Oh, really? Yeah. But, it, but yeah, so it's just, like, it, World War II has interested me enough in to buy that jacket. <laughs> so mm -hmm. but like world war ii especially when i get a little tipsy um i spout off about it quite often that's funny i love that yes yeah i mean i don't know dude i've always <laughs> I, I i've always been i was i was always nerding out about the guns too so big gun nerd mm. i know it might not seem that way uh i was i was raised around them my dad is a very I I would wouldn't say my dad's a gun collector, but um he does own quite a few guns, mm -hmm. including like an AK forty seven. Uh, if you've ever played Call of Duty Black Ops two, he's got the Scorpion Evo. Oh, as that's of recent. sick. Uh, he's got an AR fifteen, and like he they're they're more so just because he likes the. I, I don't know. He likes the aspect of them, and that's all I could tell you about mm -hmm. it. Um, I I personally enjoy enjoy it. Uh, it's a thrill to shoot one. Oh yeah. Um, and I I enjoy the home protection side of it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I think that's really important. I mean, yes, it... but I also think like gun safety 
is also very important. But this is like getting to the side of things that I would rather stay away from. It's like a, this is almost the political side. Yeah, it's a very touchy topic right now, especially yes. with what happened just last just last month in Texas. Yeah. Um it's it, very sad. It's it's a it's tragic and I was I was actually uh watching the what's it called? I was watching a breakdown of the Senate hearing the the Texas Senate hearing of yep. like the timeline of everything that happened. I haven't I haven't finished that video yet. I need to I need to go through it, but I don't know. I I actually heard some pretty interesting things that like made me feel bad about um like our our cops mm -hmm. because of it uh there was a lady there who had kids at the school um i'm yep. not quite sure what her past was but she was on parole but like i said her kids were in the school uh she kept trying to push past uh she said she saw the cops tasering and pepper spraying people who were trying to push past to get their kids yep uh, but she eventually did get passed and got her son and his friend out, I believe. And uh, one of the biggest things was when she got out and she had both of them, she was then, I believe she was detained. And they told her if she said anything about it to the news, that it would break her parole and she'd be uh, like taken back to jail. Oh, wow. And... She actually ended up going to court to talk to the judge mm -hmm. and the judge said, I would never jail you for saying anything like that. That's free speech. Yeah, I mean, that, they, so that's literally not out, a thing they can do. Yeah. So she came out and she was very open about it and like the entire situation. And she went on an interview with uh, I think it was a bigger news thing, mm -hmm. but I think the craziest part about that is like you don't hear about that. No, you don't. But like also then you see videos of cops just kind of standing in the school and not doing anything for an for an hour. And like I understand you also need to be cautious, but at the same time you can't just not do anything. Like that's that's your job. It's kind of what yep. you signed up for. It's it's literally what you signed up for. And yeah. um, the that's the exact way that those those sorts of things are supposed to be handled. Um I I forget the 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 name of the protocol but i know that once when I, I heard that when you show up to a mass shooter uh situation like that yes. um the officer even if you have no backup and you're alone you're supposed to go in there yeah that's that's what i've heard i because there's this cop i follow on youtube <laughs> uh yeah and he was talking about the different protocols that he's had to follow and like they had 19 officers with body armor, ballistic shields, yeah. and rifles, and it took them yeah. an hour and a half to get into the into the classroom, which is which is like disgusting. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, it, it is for that. Um, and like I don't I don't blame anybody at all for being upset with it. I mean, I think that's rightfully so. Yeah, honestly, me too. And I'm I'm a. I'm one of those very traditional su police supporters. Um, I mean, I'm literally, I'm potentially going to school for to, for uh, criminal justice within the oh, next couple really of years. Cool. Well, yeah, it, most of it's been. I've always had this like need to do something useful with my life. Yeah, I feel like everybody has that. Like, you want to feel like you're doing something. You're uh, like 
uh, like you're contributing something to the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, that was all, always either military or law enforcement or something like that along those lines. Yeah. And uh, I actually go ahead. Yeah, especially over the last couple of years, it's been a disaster. And I, I yeah. feel like I can have a positive impact or at least that's that's what I'm hoping. Well, that's definitely good. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing is I, I wanted to be in the military when I was younger. Mm. Um, I also wanted to be a doctor because helping people is just something that I personally, I like, I, I hate seeing people hurt and I yes. hate like hurting people. So I was like, okay, well I'll be a doctor. And then I realized you have to go to so much school oh. and school isn't for me. I was never good at school. Um, and so I was like, you know what? Never mind. I'll go into the military and be a combat medic. Mm. And then my grandpa's like, are you sure you're okay with being shot at? And that kind of changed my mind. <laughs> and, and I was like, I was like, I, I'd be willing to die for a friend trying to help them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, I really don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. Um, so like so like I went through that too. Uh I think a big fear for a lot of people including myself is just being forgotten. Mhm. Um which is like kind of why I wanted to go into content creation. I was like if I can make it big enough and help enough people then I'll I'll be remembered. Mhm. Yeah. I I mean honestly, I I don't really the way I see it, I don't really care if people remember me necessarily. I mean, because eventually, once you get to a certain point, you're, unless you're like somebody absolutely like a legend of history, like a conqueror or an inventor yeah. or like an amazing hero or something like that, you're probably not going to get remembered. But oh yeah, it's like the thing I, the thing I struggle with the most is I don't want to wake up in 50 years and realize I haven't done anything. Yep. That's all it is for me. I I, trust me. I totally get it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, dude, I was, I was basically just a couple signatures away from joining the army last year. Um, I actually have a friend who's enlisting in the Navy in August, I believe. Oh yeah. Yeah. So excited for him. It's something I know he's wanted to do. Yeah. Um it, and I wish the best for him. That's but. great. Yeah. It was uh it was in between the break that we took, you know. So like yep. obviously went dark in twenty twenty or twenty early twenty twenty one, but it was around August I was looking into everything. I took the ASVAB, got yeah. like a I don't remember what I scored. It was a low nineties, ninety two, ninety three, something mm-hmm. around there. And so the recruiters are basically like, you can do whatever you want, essentially, just not intelligence. And well, <laughs> intelligence sounds boring and I don't have a lot of it to begin with. So I'm OK with not doing those jobs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just a few signatures away from joining uh, uh, special forces. Yeah. With the hopes of going uh, either Army Rangers or the uh, or Airborne. Okay, I like it. I was, I was, I was this close, and then I was like, "Do I want to? Do I want to sign away five years of my life?" See, I think that's my biggest thing is like, um, going into the military. There's not like a structured way to get out. 
No. Like you no. you can't just quit like you could a normal job. And I think I think the taking advantage that they do on like high school kids and stuff like that is really kind of crappy. A little bit. But like I also understand that I I feel like I don't want to say it's the like the not smarter kids are like de- more willing to go mm-hmm. but like it, it's easy to get trapped there when you don't have somebody talking in your ear or like helping you out with that and like they just get people and it's just so gross how they do it yeah it, it definitely is i mean because like certain parts of it especially with uh, if you take poorer kids like kids that have haven't had a, a great upbringing you know don't have a ton of opportunities they sit down with a recruiter and they tell him hey you can have 20 grand cash if you just come serve in the army for three years which honestly it's not a terrible gig i mean it's not that bad it's not but also like you think 20 grand that i to me 20 grand is quite a small number compared to what you could have if you just go to school Mm mm-hmm or if you like hustle your ass off and get like a better paying job. Yeah. Yeah. Like 20, I, uh, honestly, 20 grand is pocket change compared to our trillions of dollars that are governments in debt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, and so like, I, I understand the appeal to it definitely. Mm-hmm. And like, it, yeah, that's going to get you out of a cinch. But also, I don't have the body or the stamina for joining the army. Mm-hmm. And I hear a lot of people who do join the army who just say it's it's terrible because like they don't tell you what you're signing into. Uh, you kind of just got to work off of movies to know what you're getting into or yeah, talking basically. to other people. <laughs> yeah, dude, they they I was they were offering me a forty thousand dollar bonus. That is insane, and that is. <laughs> Yeah, for the MOS, I was looking at 18 yeah. box trot, you know, special forces. Five, it's a five year contract um, and 40 grand. You get half of that after uh, basic training and then the rest of it is split up over the rest of your contract. Yeah. But dude, like, see, I don't know what you're <laughs> supposed to do with 40 grand if you're stuck in the military. Uh. <laughs> uh buy stupid crap buy an expensive mustang that you can't afford yeah see generally i see them with camaros yeah and, like, the camaro is like the the military car <laughs> and just getting married so i guess maybe buying a uh a wedding ring really quick and then just the first girl you see yeah basically that's that's i've heard a lot of those stories <laughs> yeah as far as i know mormons and military people are almost the same Really? Yeah. I don't say, know, I, I don't know too much about uh Mormons. Okay, so like being being a former Mormon, I I will say that. Like I was born raised oh, really? Mormon. Um I'm baptized. I kind of stopped going when I was around 10. Uh, yeah, Mormons Mormons go to church once they graduate high school, they're supposed to go on a mission. Mm-hmm. As I've soon heard as that. you get back from your mission, you're supposed to get married and have a family. Okay. Or if you can't afford to go on a mission, you're supposed to start a family and start preaching to your family. Okay. That's yeah, interesting. So, so it's very like, 
like obviously the military is like oh i don't have anybody let me get married they can travel with me <laughs> yeah but that's kind of how i think of it yeah um, i mean it's a it's an easy way to like fulfill your responsibilities for sure but um yeah so it, yeah those those are my two comparisons for him <laughs> i love it yeah i don't know man it's it's definitely something interesting i don't know i don't oh, know yeah. what uh i'm gonna end up doing but who knows i might just go into the recruiter tomorrow and be like take me oh yeah <laughs> no i'm I'll not say, hey I'm with not your with your uh couple of job interviews i'm sure you'll be uh happy as can be I'm hoping. I hope so. I mean, I'm not really. They're not really looking to be like a huge bump in pay, but just the environment is going to be everything. Oh yeah, trust me. Uh, work environment is like a lot of what'll keep your employees' morale up, along with like longevity. Mm-hmm. Uh, work where I'm at sucks, and the community that I am a part of in the work that I do is very toxic. Oh, I love um, it. That's hilarious. A lot of it stems it. from uh, my the owners of the company being too scared to fire people because they don't think they're replaceable. Oh, yeah. But also letting those same people walk on top of them and kind of dictate them. Um, and then another big thing is language barriers. Uh, we have a lot of people who only speak Spanish or speak Spanish whenever they don't want people to understand them. Mm. And so, like, we found out somebody on our team quit, and the reason he gave is the work environment was too toxic for him to stay. Yeah, I believe it. Which, which like, nobody could have known because they were all speaking in Spanish. Mm. But, But, like... So, yeah, I mean, that's like the kind of work environment I live in, which sucks. But I mean, I can't do anything about it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in a I'm I'm pretty much in a very similar situation where the, the the toxic people are basically running the place. Yeah. Which, I mean, it sucks, but there's not much you can do for it. No, not too much. I did my best to try to change things a little bit. Cause... Uh, I, I tried I tried my good hand at stopping it but mm-hmm. uh i'm a 20 year old little <laughs> white kid who can't speak spanish and was just kind of pushed to the side so yeah good luck with that yeah it was rough but it's whatever yeah you got it and you're you're just working on other things as long as you can make it day to day and not rip your hair out or just oh, jump yeah. off a bridge then you're fine Yep, that's what I tried my hardest to. I try to keep my mood as positive as possible. And um I I try not to burden people with like stuff like that. Mm. Uh because I know other people have different problems that are sometimes more often than not uh better or not better, more important and pressing than me like having a little bit of a hard time at work. And so, like, I, I generally won't talk too much about it or complain too much about it because I know, like, if I could be, a like, just an ear for somebody else or if I could try to help somebody else and just not focus on my work at all, I'd rather be doing that. Yeah, it's great. It's a very empathetic thing, which yeah. is exactly who you are, honestly. <laughs> I appreciate that. I try to... 
I know what it like, what it feels like to feel shitty. So I try to, mm. as much as possible, make other people feel the exact opposite of that. And that's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's the part of I don't, help. I can't speak English <laughs> properly. My brain Dude, is... English is hard and coming up with sentences while on the fly is also hard. <laughs> Along with recently, I've been like uh like I've been stuttering a lot. Oh really? Which yeah, and like I I'm a little concerned about it, but like it's it's just kind of like oh what like why why am I doing this now? What um mm-hmm. But trust, English is hard. It's a hard language. I've heard so many other languages are so much easier. That's that's what I've heard. I've heard that English is a very tough uh, language to learn. Yeah. Which is funny because I, mean, I other... did it when I was three, which means everybody else just needs to get good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just know that like a lot of the other ones, uh, it's very simple because you have uh, masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of the roots are the same between languages. So... If you knew, if you know, like French, you have "el" and "la," and no, that's that's Spanish. Yeah, that's. I was gonna say that's that's definitely Spanish. I think it might be the same for French. Then I can't remember, but both of them, both of them, kind of come from the Latin call, like the Latin prefixes and like way of speaking. Um, that they all had an influence because of. Uh, like the Latin language. Mm-hmm. So they're all pretty similar, but there are some distinct differences. Yeah, definitely. I was what I was gonna say was, wait, hold on. I know I was. Did I have my? Did my brain stop working before or after you said the stuttering? It was before, so I don't know what I was I gonna say before. before. I have no idea mm-hmm. what I was gonna say before that. It's gone. Um, but I would be willing to bet that that stuttering problem is caused from work. Uh, maybe. I mean, at least that's my experience. Because when I was at my last job, I started developing a nervous stutter. It was weird. Okay. So I never had one before. I never had any issues with that. Then at this job, about a couple few months in, it was really stressful. It was really just painful, mm-hmm. mentally just the worst. And I started developing a stutter. I wonder if mine comes from streaming then, because I get very stressed streaming. Really? I I always feel like I need to be more on top of things, and so I feel like I I like I stutter like trying to get things out quicker. Mm. Um, it might not be that. It might be that I don't know, but it, but it's definitely just like a. I feel like I need to be quicker on my feet, so I try to get words out before I can actually think of them. Yeah, that that's pretty much exactly what was happening to me. Um, yeah. I feel like it might also be an ADHD trait, but I've never been diagnosed for ADHD. I just assume I have it since literally everybody and their grandma in my family has it. Oh, wow. Yeah. I I never got diagnosed <laughs> either, but I'm like 98% sure that I have it, even yeah. if just a mild case. Yeah. So, like, I, I assume, like, just generally a lot of people do. And, I mean, it's not a bad thing to have ADHD no. whatsoever. Um. I just think it's kind of funny. Yeah. Like, like I think it's something like uh, my handwriting is terrible because I'd always think too far ahead before my hand could write it. Really? 
Yeah, so like I'd get through whole sentences and I'd skip words or like skip letters. Wow, that's that's interesting. That's insane. And then, I, and then like I write a combination of cursive and uh like oh, what is it? Combination cursive and uh like regular writing. Mm-hmm. Uh just because it's quicker to connect letters than to lift your pencil up. It is. Um I, I found that uh, and I'm probably completely crazy. We need to get like a, a founding father like Ben Jamins in here to debate this. <laughs> but I think a combination between cursive and regular handwriting is faster than cursive. Yeah, I, I definitely points. agree. Um, I think it's more legible to do it the way that like we do it generally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I mean by that is um, not cursive. But I also feel like it's quicker to incorporate cursive into it versus just not at all. Um, yeah. Yeah, probably. Definitely something like that. I don't know. Yeah, But it, it was it was weird because as soon as I got back, as soon as I left that job, the stuttering left. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I feel like it checks out. Um, so, but... Th- the stuttering that was happening was like somebody would come up to me, ask me a question, be like, hey, why didn't this get done? I'd be like, uh, 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 I, 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 and I would just stutter on like that for a good 10, 15 seconds. Yeah. Then I'd, I'd be like, ah, shut up, you idiot. Just I talk, like dang I, it. I feel like I stutter more on just like <laughs> more on words. God damn it. <laughs> I thought you were going to Billy Madison me for a minute. Billy Madison? T- 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 today, Junior. Oh, Dude, okay, the dude I was working with there, um, a really good buddy of mine, he was the other t- team lead. Um, yep. He said that to me every single time that I had one yeah. of my stuttering fits. I was like, screw you, dude. Get out yeah, of here. It's from an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but people keep using that reference on me. I'm like, stop. I say it is a great movie, and the reference is really funny, <laughs> but but it's also annoying when it's used against you. Yes, very much so. I've I've used it like once or twice against other people, and it was very satisfying. Oh yeah, definitely. It's all it's like getting roasted versus roasting. Mm, absolutely. Like, uh, like you always feel like a sense of self. Uh, uh, uh you think of yourself high higher than the other person if you can roast them well oh absolutely like when you uh i was in your chat and you roasted somebody saying they looked like a mark or something okay look that wasn't me who said that no you definitely said that i i repeated what somebody else had said oh okay um no i just said you look like the definition of what a homeschool kid looks like yeah but what's the mark thing i i don't know i i think you just said he thought you looked more like a mark than an anthony all right i'm not i'm not sure if i should take that as a roast okay if you saw me randomly what do you think my name was i don't know i i'm not like i'm not very good at names like see i think with like having random names especially on the internet uh and just being a face kind of like a twitch streamer or youtuber Mm -hmm. um Markiplier, easy. He incorporated his name into it. Yeah, of course. Jacksepticeye? <laughs> yeah, he's Jack. Well, yeah, but isn't his real name like Spencer or something? Sean. Sean, yeah. So, like, you'd think he's Jack. Um, Being Simply Toast? 
I I have no idea what people would think I look like think what my name mm. is. Yeah. Because I've been told I don't look like a Kobe. I I don't know what a Kobe looks like. Exactly. But so it's just like it's especially going with like an online name and somebody not knowing your name like people just it's like reading a book almost mm-hmm. like you visualize and make like guesses at what somebody is or sure. what their name is or what they look like i feel like the same is made with names like for online personalities uh pewdiepie's name being felix i wouldn't pick him to uh, be a felix never You'd pick him to be a spencer i could i could probably see that yeah yeah so it's just like you're just said he thought you looked like a mark over uh over an anthony all right i mean i'll i'll take it i'm not that upset <laughs> i i mean like it's just random oh absolutely very random yeah i the very first name that popped into my head when you asked me that question was james and i'm not sure how to feel about that i could have been a james no. uh originally my name was supposed to be bradley 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 uh my initials were going to be brr bradley rourke richards Burr. my mom said no yeah my initials could have been burr <laughs> i see with it uh no but my mom said she didn't like the middle name and the first name uh she said i didn't look like a bradley when i came out hmm. w- whatever the fuck that means <laughs> sorry part of my language um but it was just like I definitely don't think I could ever be a Bradley because I know a few Bradleys and they're, I I don't know. They're, they're something else. That's, that's cause you'd have to be called Brad and you are not a Brad, my boy. Uh, yeah. I think Brad rhymes with Chad and I'm just, I'm not yeah. a Chad. Brad is definitely a species <laughs> of Chad. I would absolutely say that. Is, is Brad the Sigma male Chad? Something like that. I think so. <laughs> But yeah, so like I was going to be Bradley Rourke Richards, but instead I'm Kobe Parker Richards, which you definitely wouldn't think like somebody named Toast would say that. Like, no, definitely not. Yeah, but I I mean, I think it's generally just, uh, I don't know, it's just reading books by their covers. Yeah, and that's like, that's like huge. That's everybody does that, of course. And uh, yeah, I mean, okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to say this a little bit. Ooh. Um when i when i think i look into my screen i think i look like a nice fit individual Mm -hmm. really i have a dad bod i think i weigh about 200 pounds Mm -hmm. and just like i am not fit but i think like you only seeing like my top half and up i look fit um and so like i almost think people form an opinion of you and then when they learn more about you being an online personality they either feel better about their guess or they're like, that's not what I expected at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that makes any sense. No. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, listen, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know just by looking at, looking at here, but I'm actually a fatty. I got a big old dad bod. I wouldn't say you're a fatty. Well, I understand I mean, where you're coming from. Darn close. <laughs> hey, we have we have a little bit of self-respect in this, okay? A little bit, yeah. Of course. I mean, I, listen, I'm not <laughs> I'm not as upset about me myself. I, I'm not as upset with myself as I used to be. 
I say I know you were on the gym grind. You still doing that? Um, I haven't since Taking we went a bit on of a break. I haven't since since we went on the trip. Um, but that was mostly because like the membership, the the payment got pushed back or Too something. Much. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, we got it fixed yesterday or okay something. Yeah, I'm I'm just trying to get the motivation to get back in. Yep, I feel you. Yeah, but this week's been this week has been absolutely insane. I've just been. Yeah, I know. Job interviews on job interviews. Oh on man, phone calls. It's insane. <laughs> Chief, trust me, I get it. Yeah. Hold on. I was gonna say a thing. What were we talking okay. about? Help. I don't Dang know. it. Say your thing. I don't know. I don't know what I was gonna say. We were talking about. Hold on. Wait. Wait. Uh, names. Books by cover. Oh yeah. Uh, it's okay. So I was in a much rougher spot a year and a half ago. Yes. Um. I'm actually. I've actually lost close to 70 pounds okay. in the last year and a half i'm very proud of you for that dude it's good job king <laughs> thank you i appreciate that but it's funny because i didn't do anything uh, i will tell you one thing specifically where i i was like pushing 200 pounds i was overweight my mm -hmm. asthma was really getting to me um just watching what you eat monitoring what you eat and pushing away when you're not hungry versus just filling yourself to your full mm -hmm. made me lose 30 pounds in like three weeks that's insane uh and it was just you can look up your calorie count online and see what somebody your height your age uh and your weight should be eating to maintain your uh current weight Mm -hmm. Or you could do below that and lose weight. And so I think my like daily calorie intake was supposed to be something like um, 2,700 calories. Yeah. And instead I was eating two, like 1,800. Mm -hmm. So I was cutting it by almost 1,000 calories. Yeah. But also still maintaining and making sure I was full and eating healthily um meal prepping was a big thing uh i would count every single calorie in compared to like a single pre piece of bread to how much mustard or ketchup i could have on mm -hmm. something and not eating out at all and it was really something that it made me understand and appreciate how people can do that i can't do it because there's just not enough time in the day for me right now yeah i know um, i know what you're saying but recently for lunches, I've just been doing a sandwich, two pieces of bread, six pieces of meat, and a piece of cheese with a little bit of mayo. Works perfectly. The only problem I'm having right now is maintaining dinner uh, and eating lighter dinners. Mm -hmm. um, but I know a big thing was I forgot what I was going to say. It, there seems to be a lot of that going around. Yeah. Um, give me two seconds. I was talking about and got hungry yep. um yeah uh yeah i just lost a lot a lot of weight uh and i think if anybody is listening to this and wants to do that make sure you're eating till you're full pickles have zero calories they're mm -hmm. just really salty eat pickles lots um, of pickles i've heard pickles are really good snacks for like that type of thing also um yeah, I just munch on sunflower seeds a lot of times. 
uh for work at work i munch on sunflower seeds all the time oh yeah but yeah uh i think like that's my biggest like thing with weight losses i didn't want to work out but also um i wanted to lose weight and i think a big thing for a lot of people is a lot of people just don't want to go to the gym they don't have the uh patience or like desire or discipline to push themselves to a gym let alone knowing what to do at a gym and getting into that yourself versus having somebody doctor you into it mm-hmm. is so completely different from each other and uh i'd venture to say people would rather eat less and eat healthier rather than uh go to a gym and i am 100 on that boat it's so intimidating man it really is, especially when you have no idea what you're doing or, like, uh, anything that, like, you're supposed to do in a gym because there's no instructions, there's no guides on when you go to a gym, this is what you should be doing. Like, there are pictures on the machines and everything, mm-hmm. or you can do your, um, like, research and, like, oh, this is what I'm going to practice when I get there. But then after that, you don't have anybody telling you if you're doing it right or wrong. You don't have anybody uh, like giving you an exact chart of what you should be doing because there are definitely things that you should be doing for your body compared to other people's bodies when it comes to weightlifting and stuff like that Um, because not everybody is built the same and I think that's like general knowledge but like nobody knows that and so it's so intimidating to go that a lot of people don't want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, honestly. And so I was going, I was going pretty consistently for a month until we went on our trip. And what I found is that every single time I go in, it gets easier. You learn a little, you learn a little more, you learn what your limits are. And I mean, it is possible to do it by yourself. Yes. But it's very, lots of trial and error, figuring out what you can or can't do, trying out all the machines and then trying to build from scratch a workout routine. Yes, I also will say that, okay, no matter how you work out, if you're doing something wrong, you're still working something out. Well, Whether you realize it or not, even if you're working out and doing dumbbell presses wrong, you're still pressing something. That's fair. So, like, if you're, like I said, no matter what, you're going you're gonna to be uh, hitting a muscle, just maybe not the correct muscle that you want. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's fair. I, not it's not always a good thing either. I mean, oh yeah, no. If you if you uh if you're squatting two fifty and uh, you seem to um do something wrong, your legs aren't straight or whatever, you could really uh <laughs> really mess yourself up. Yes. Um, Which, by the way, definitely. Did you do that? No, I did not do that. Okay, I was gonna say I feel bad. <laughs> The worst part about squatting is the 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 bar on your sh- neck, shoulders. It uh, hurts. If man. you can bring like a towel or a washcloth. Oh yeah, I suppose. I, I say I say I know my. Uh, I took weightlifting in high school, and the teacher always said, uh, "If it's too much for you, like mm-hmm. put a shirt back there. Oh and shoot! Just take off your shirt and just use it as a pad." I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean. So, they're, <sighs> lifting weights isn't easy in general. 
uh, they make a lot of uh, efforts to make working out easier. Um, I know there are bars that they have where the weights are free spinning. And so it's just like the bar itself, you can hold like that and like not have to move anything or move oh, your yeah. grip and it'll stay stable for you. Uh, I know they make bench presses where your hand grips move so you can push up towards the center and it slides up there and holds perfectly straight. Oh, really? But when you pull down, it goes back to your shoulder like grip. That's wild. So like, so like there's definitely technologies being made to help working out and make it more convenient and easier for the person while still working out the full muscle group. But um, those are also very expensive. I bet they are. And my small town gym uh, does not have the money to afford that. We have the old fashioned barbells. Uh, trust. I just go to my uh, community's gym and r- walk on the treadmill for an hour or so. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I, I, walking is huge. Yeah. Like, um, as somebody who has pretty bad asthma, yeah, it 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 definitely helps with endurance after coming. Uh, so I always had pretty bad asthma, mm-hmm. um, but I was always a sports kid. Uh, no matter if it was playing roller hockey, uh, doing football, uh, t-ball, um, to uh, basketball, to track, and I was actually a really big track nerd for a little while. Um, It wasn't bad when I was in any of my sports, but when I was out of sports for too long, that's when it got like to where my lungs would just give up at random times. Mm -hmm. Even if it was uh, like at home, a big thing was like waking up became a problem for me. And that's when I realized I needed to start working out again. Yeah, that's rough. The biggest thing for me was I was walking like 12 miles a day for work. Yes, that's the biggest reason I uh, dropped all that weight, like 15,000 steps every single day. It's absurd. That sounds terrible. It wasn't wasn't that bad. I mean, I good shoes. I wore my boots. (laughs) God, I know. I know. Those are the I I swear by those boots, man. I I have a pair of cowboy boots that I almost never wear. That I think would be really funny to wear on my motorcycle. Do but, it. <laughs> but uh, I have these pair of cowboy boots. They're one of the most uncomfortable shoes I've ever worn. And it sounds like I'm wearing high heels when I wear them. Mm. But I was able to like walk through huge puddles to get places when I was in high school just wearing them. If it would ever rain. When it rains in Vegas, it's either a drizzle or a flood. There is no in-between. And so to cross a street while walking, you have to walk through massive puddles. Okay. And like these, these boots go about three quarters of the way up my calves and it was almost at the top of them. Mm-hmm. Didn't get wet at all. Dude, that's the greatest my, thing ever. It's my biggest flex is when I'm wearing <laughs> those. Like I wore them to Disney World last year and my family's like, this nerd's going to wear jeans and boots. Yeah. Yeah. When it started Don't pouring rain like it does in Florida. 
don't get me wrong. I still think that's crazy. But <laughs> my family took an entire trip to Disneyland when I was a kid. Didn't prepare it for rain at all. Oh, no. And it rained crazy hard to where it was flooding. It like walking in and then in the park. So all I remember is my shoes being wet the entire time. And thinking about it now, I'm glad I didn't get trench foot. <laughs> Honestly, like <laughs> Florida has a way of doing that. Just like flooding. See, mine was California, bro. It doesn't rain in California. Come on now. Which was the like, <laughs> most insane part of it. Uh, and that we didn't expect it at all. That's so, like, insane. We, didn't, we all had shorts. We didn't have ponchos. It was just. I think ponchos are the like plastic bag things that you wear. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have any of those. So it was just like little five year old me is just like, what the hell am I doing? My <laughs> life is so weird right now. <laughs> the, the one time it rains in California is when you're there. Yeah. Truthfully. And I think I'm going there later this year again. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Yes. Sheesh. I mean, you could have gone last month. I mean, I two weeks ago, but you know. Sadly, I was busy. But, uh, <laughs> I, I've been requested to make a trip out there next time that happens. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's sweet. I love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's definitely something. I, I enjoy California. It's just expensive. Yeah, it, and the people are... In, uh, interesting I, <laughs> my first ever trip away from home uh no parents being involved no adults being involved just me going by myself unsupervised was to california um i have a special i, I wouldn't say care for california because i fucking hate california with a passion yep uh, just because it's California and everything there sucks and transfers over to Vegas. Uh, but being my first trip ever without a parent or supervisor at all, uh, I walked to the beach and like the uh, you've you've played GTA recently. Uh, yeah. You know, the beach there. Yep. It's based off of Venice Beach. And I had an Airbnb that was like. It had to have been like 300 feet away from the beach. Oh, wow. And I stayed there for an entire weekend with no extra money, no extra help, just doing <laughs> whatever the hell I wanted. I took my longboard and one of the like Venice Beach and like all that being known for like, oh, you ride your bikes, it's skater boys, it's stuff like that. Yeah. Taking my longboard and skating all the way from the bottom of Venice Beach to the Santa Monica Pier was one of the craziest and coolest experiences I've ever had. I love it. And I wouldn't trade that for anything, especially going alone. I didn't have to hear anybody complain. I didn't have to hear about anything anybody else wanted to do. I did what I wanted to do, which was watch skateboarders for three hours and get sunburned while wearing pink shorts. <laughs> and I did it. I, I ate it. whenever I wanted to. I ate whatever I wanted to. I walked the entire Hollywood Walk of Fame from front to back, and it, it was just like it. You don't get that kind of experience with with other people there, and that's like one of the biggest things that like I, I don't know. It almost felt like I really grew up then. Yeah, that's I love that. I haven't taken a trip like that ever. 
Um, I mean, I, I highly I recommend it. I, I visited a college. Uh, not sure if that counts. Um, I just I the one thing I will say is that you will truly start to have an understanding of like self appreciation and self love almost. And if you do go on a trip like that, you'll enjoy it more than if you go with anybody else. Because, like I said, you just have 100% control. The only thing you might be missing is, like, a little bit of guidance. But generally, locals are friendly, I feel like, at most places. So you're, like, generally pretty good off there. Yeah. I mean, it's... So that was our... That was pretty much our experience. A lot of the local people were, like, just really, really nice. Like, our bus drivers, a lot of them were just incredible. The tourists suck. Yeah, tourists suck everywhere. They always think that they're better than everybody. Yeah, right. A tourist, which is funny because I was a tourist and I was like, I was complaining the entire week about the other tourists. <laughs> I was like, these guys stink. These guys suck. Yeah. Um, Just act like normal people. Come on now. So I know a big thing about Vegas, and when people come to Vegas, is that uh, they want to see everything. They don't like want people to get in their way of that. They don't want to like deal with stuff like that. But, like, one of the biggest things that you, like, somebody who lives in Vegas sees all that stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I've driven through the Strip multiple times. I hate the Strip. <laughs> where that's a tourist's, like, delight. Um, but, like, I've seen it so many times that it doesn't really affect me or, like, get my, it doesn't get me giddy, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And, like, I really, I really enjoy seeing some places from time to time i think it's probably different since i'm only 20 and not 21 yeah probably uh, and can't experience all of the strip but i think like i said a big thing is i see it every day and so helping other people see it or enjoy it better is okay with me because if i go somewhere that um i can go to every day it doesn't bother me that much because i can just go see it another day uh, compared to somebody who is only there for a week, like uh, I'd gladly like, yeah, sure, go ahead. I I could care less about going to a Taco Bell on the strip, <laughs> but I will say when I went with my guest that was here, that was one of the my favorite things to do with them. Um, <laughs> and I I did get kind of aggressive with a few people, just like, yeah, I tell these people to go away. Yeah, well, because you're you're a guard dog. Uh, yeah, I, I no trust. I know people scam, like uh, they're. It's just like con artists. It's just kind of like New York. Uh, you got people on New York, like where all the screens are and everything, trying to con people out of everything. Yeah, Times Square. It's the same. It's the same thing with Vegas. So, I say you just kind of like look out for that stuff, bro. You gotta gotta give me the grand tour when I finally make my way out there. Ah, uh, dude, it, there's so much to do, but also so little to do. Like, uh, <laughs> so when I had my guest out, I'm trying to keep them nameless. When okay. I had my guest out, um, one thing that we didn't do that I think they would find very enjoyable is going to Fremont Street. And Fremont Street is like in the art district. Okay. But it's also very ghetto. Um, And that's something that if they do come out of next time, that's something that I want them to do. Yeah. Uh, because they do free concerts there. They do like just a bunch of fun stuff out there. 
But again, it doesn't interest me as much because I've seen it before. I've experienced it before and I'm not 21, so I can't experience all of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But again, it's just like it's part of Vegas. Um, Like I said, art district, everything there is really cool. Um, Just like the street performers and everything, uh, people graffitiing. uh, But it's like welcomed more or less. Yeah, Uh, it's just like a really cool culture. Um, but I don't personally enjoy it that much, but if you're going to get the full Vegas experience, you need to go there. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm not too concerned with the whole Vegas experience, honestly, like it's cool. If I was just going by myself, I would never go there. It's not high on my list, you know? Um, I think Vegas is kind of boring. Like, it's actually a really small town. I, I've been there once or twice um either passing through or staying overnight and eh, it was all right the lights are cool but like i said till you're 21 you can't fully experience it Mm. yeah only reason i want to make my way out there so i can see the boys you know dude it'd be a pleasure to have you here (laughs) Um, yeah i yeah i mean coming coming august to like october uh, I'm going to start doing vlogs because I'm going to be really busy. Yeah. Um, Which I think is going to be a lot of fun. But after that is where I'm scared because I still want to do vlogs after that. I mean, I was doing vlogs in high school. It's something I really love to do. Just sharing part of my life with everybody. Just doing random shit just to get content just because it's funnier yes. or fun. Um, I really want to be 21 so that I can get the full effect of that yeah and dude. like this is this is the vegas life and just stuff like that that would be re- that would be really interesting and fun i'm sure that you that you could get a, a decent audience off of that just like going through vegas but don't don't do the popular stuff in vegas find the really hidden stuff like the the really really like hidden like the bars or whatever like the really cool yeah. hidden places that so not the tourist traps. Sister, don't go there my sister actually worked at a speakeasy for a while oh yeah and there's a few here in Vegas that I know of. Um, Zach Baggins has a haunted museum here. I don't know if you know who that is. No idea. Um, I think he's the guy who was on Ghost Hunters. Like, he was the main host of Ghost Hunters. Okay. Um, yeah, like, it's a, it's entire haunted museum. It's either under that or under the Mafia Museum that we have here that... Um, there is a speakeasy that you can get into. Also, there's a hidden bar at a... Let me start recording again. Because lost storage space again, just like the last time that you were here, which is weird. Yes. You're, you're just a curse, man. No, but you were talking about uh, hidden bars, uh, speakeasy, that sort yeah, of so stuff. Yeah, so speakeasies. Uh, so there's either one underneath the haunted museum that Zach Baggins has, or, uh, it's under the mafia museum. And I'm not quite sure which one it is, but there's also like another art place that we have here. And it's a, it's apart from, uh, uh, Fremont street, which I talked about earlier, but this one's almost like a sponsored one where they hire artists to do things. And it's like, it's really crazy sensation. Uh, if you're a hippie, you'd love it. Um, <laughs> but they have this place called the Omega Mart. 
Okay. And it's really just like they have like things that looked like they're glitched, like it's part of a matrix or something. Um, they have it's just like a bunch of wacky stuff, stuff that like you wouldn't actually get or like look for at a um corner like a grocery store and it's all just stuff to make you like question things uh but they also have a bar uh in one of their like freezer door things okay uh that you can go into and it's actually a frozen bar so like you get a jacket when you go in there i think everything's made of ice there whoa wait 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 hold on hold on i saw this on tiktok yeah, it's like a really popular thing. Yeah, like you open the thing and you walk through a cool, like a fake cooler, and you yes. get. Bro, I saw this on TikTok. Yeah, I thought it was the so coolest like, thing ever. Yeah, so like I, I know where that is. Um, like I said, it's not something I'd really do. Not something I can do since I'm not 21. Mm-hmm. But, um, like yeah, it's just like a, it's a cool little thing. That's sick. Um, I love it. Yeah, so like I can't go to a bunch of the underground hidden spots yet. But once you do, can, it's all over. Once you can, it's all over, man. Yeah, yeah. I I I want to do vlogs a, a ton. There's just not a ton to do here. <laughs> so like I know, uh, what what is it that I'm thinking? Um, yeah, no, I can't remember. Uh, like. Watching game houses and mm. watching different YouTubers. Uh, if you know who, I I always, uh, I always forget his name. Uh, it's like, uh, how to basic. Okay, sure. Like uh, I always imagine, like early YouTube, like that would still make great content. I okay. I've heard a lot and of the, people- like. Yes. Oh, I, I was going to say, I've heard a lot of people say that the old YouTube content isn't going to work anymore because all the biggest names are still doing it. And I'm just thinking, what? That doesn't make that's that's stupid. That that literally proves the point that it still works. Yeah. If if listen, I've heard so many people tell me that I can't do videos like Jacksepticeye and Markiplier because Jacksepticeye and Markiplier are doing it and you can't compete with that. You'd- you can, you just have to be a little bit different. Exactly. And and so like, but everybody's like, oh, what what are you what are you trying to do? You're trying to compete with the biggest names out there? Well well, yeah, say, that's what we're doing here. <laughs> I say, like I said, if you really lean into the pirate thing, um, I think that would create for great content. If you really go to like doing your let's plays in pirate attire and mm. uh like only using pirate lingo. Like that's something that nobody does that could yes. like excite an entire audience that enjoys and loves pirate themed stuff. Yeah. And you know there's an entire audience out there that does because of Pirates of the Caribbean. There are no pirates out there, bro. There, there, uh, yeah. I've I've looked. I've looked. There's there's one streamer I know of. He's a Jacksepti- uh Jacksept. Jack Sparrow cosplayer, not a Jacksepticeye cosplayer. Yes, those, those are different things. Yes, which is very different than being your own pirate. Exactly. A Jack Sparrow cosplayer that streams. I, yes. I found the dude on Twitter, but that's the only other person I know of that does anything even remotely close to what I'm trying to do. Yes, definitely. Uh, again, like, as soon as you can find your click and then you can find the people that it appeals to, 
your content, no matter what you're putting out, even if it's a ripoff, I mean, Lud Ludwig approved that. Uh, Ludwig is just a very Chad kind of person who's also very beta when it comes to anything conflicty. Mm -hmm. And no, no shade on Lud. I actually have been <laughs> really enjoying his content, but like he he like says it constantly. He just yoinks and twists people's content ideas and makes them make that makes them his own and puts them out and they do really well. I say if you can put a little twist like that's literally when I explain to you what I want to do. Also, I found a name that I want to call it. Um, oh, yeah, it's called. It, yeah, it's I, I suck. OK, um, interviews with streamers over chess. Or interviewing streamers over chess, right? So it's I SOC. I uh -huh. suck. Oh, OK, all right. Yeah, I was trying and to. He does. I was trying to work through the acronym <laughs> yeah, in my yeah, brain. Yeah. I was like, "Wait, yeah. hold on." You know that scene with Patrick trying to write his song, and his there's all the smoke yes. is going out. The, yeah, that's yep. me right now. Um, <laughs> oh, a big thing that I like that helped me with that is I had somebody say, "Hey, you should do interviews with different streamers," because I was like, I really stuck on like don't know what to do for content recently. Mm. They're like, you should do interviews with streamers, and then since I've been watching Ludwig, he does bro versus bro which is he competes with uh, different streamers uh, in contests over like first to win five games. Okay. And uh, like those always do really well for him. Uh, it's kind of like that. And chess is one of the games he does actually. So I just kind of want to yoink that bit, twist it, put my own little spin on it where it's an interview over just playing games with them. And then do a bet, and the loser has to do the bet, and it'll be in the video. I love it. I just, I, I like. I think that would be a really cool idea. Um. Yeah, it's but, a good idea. I love it. I love the love to. I love the love the concept of it. And you're gonna get smoked in chess, by the way. Oh, I'm, I'm, probably. It's been a long <laughs> time since I played, but like that is literally from his words what he does for content. You yoink and twist it to be your own so yeah. like i'm literally taking that from him and twisting it to be something that isn't his you when, and, when you said that i had to write it down immediately because just it final it, it clicked in my head i was like hold on a second wait a minute i don't even have wait, to have wait which part uh the literally just take it and twist it a little bit yeah, you literally take other people's content, twist it to make it your own so it's not like literally copying mm -hmm. because obviously if good content is good content, it's going to do well. Right, of no course. No matter the channel. Yeah. Um, and uh, dude, I, I can't tell you enough. Sidemen is literally any group organization that does stuff like Sidemen mm -hmm. shows that it can work. Group houses, phase ha the phase house proved that so many other ones can work and so it's just like all content no matter what is workable to make good content if somebody else is doing it and it's successful you can do the exact same content and also have it be successful the only like thing that you have to do is make it your own content or else it's like plagiarism and there then you get all the comments like Oh, this is literally blah blah blah's content. Uh-huh. But like it when you when you prove things work, 
Like, there's no need to, like, try to separate away from that. Let's plays work like Markiplier and uh, Jacksepticeye do. So if it works for them, it'll work for anybody. And, like, people that say, oh, it won't work, obviously don't understand that. Like, like they don't understand all big streamers do the exact same thing, just a little bit different from each other. Yeah, they're, they're, they all, they're all basically exactly the same. Yeah, and that, like you realize the big streamers at the top are all doing the exact same things because it works. And like it, you can't even like deny that because if it were any different, then they wouldn't be as successful. Mm-hmm. I'll say they they say things are a Twitch meta because it's a meta, not because one person is doing it and that one person is successful because then it wouldn't be a meta. But that's my take on it i say if you make something your own by putting a little twist on it you're more than golden over everything else Mm -hmm. yeah i i've got a lot of ideas right now for things i want to do and uh i was telling you about that job thing earlier that if i end up getting the the factory job so i applied for the retail job and a factory job and i was like if i get the factory job I'm going to have to take a step back from streaming for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've i been thinking about it a lot, you know, putting a lot of thought into what I'm going to do and how I'm going to handle things. And I think regardless of what job I get, I should cut back on streaming, not stop completely, but redirect my focus. So I think a really big thing is like starting off and Sally um, is a dog. Uh, he actually made a really big Twitter thread uh, kind of saying that because he was bored one weekend and didn't like couldn't stream or be on his computer or anything. So he made a very long Twitter thread on what you should do to become a um, content creator and mm-hmm. start streaming. And his biggest thing was stop streaming so much because streaming isn't going to pull you in. Uh, stream to get content and then get off your stream and make the content. Yeah, and that's where I struggle a lot because I lose motivation exponentially as soon as stream ends. Um, so something I'm gonna start incorporating into streams is just my editing. Uh, no matter how many viewers there are, to me it's still streaming, so I don't lose that motivation for it in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so that like that's something that I really want to start doing because I think that'll help improve my content for me and also help give me motivation to do it. It's really tough for me to turn my streams into clips. Uh, dude, it is for me too. Trust me, I mm-hmm. get it. Because like, first of all, I'm trash at most multiplayer games, like objectively compared to everybody else who's making videos. So... Like, I the way I think about it in my brain, the way I work through it is, if they want to see cracked gameplay, they're going to watch somebody else, and I don't really, I don't know why else you would want to watch a Valorant clip. I mean, maybe if somebody, like, does a funny fail, like one of, like, some of Yurt's funny clips, but, yeah, like, I don't, I don't, I don't really see that I have anything to offer I, with those kinds of clips. I see content as one of two things for every single game. For any gaming type of content. 
you're either funny or you're really good. Mm-hmm. And if you're not one, you really have to lean into the other. And so, like, I'm very mediocre. I would say, like, in the average percentage of Valorant players. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I, I try to be funny where I can and then try to be correct where I can be. So, like, I try to get the median of the two where I think I should really just lean into one or the other. And if you do that, you can really start doing stuff. But another thing that, like, I learned is you really have to start content fishing. Yeah. Um, You have to start setting up things on stream for you to be able to pull off and twist into content. And I don't know if you saw my... uh, my clip on Twitter that I posted today of something that happened last night. Um, no, I, I didn't see it. I had a 4K with a frenzy on a pistol round, and Ooh. since it was the new act, I was like, okay, well, I'll just, like, I'll post this. Uh, so I posted it on Twitter, and it was actually, um, like, it didn't receive much love, but it was all unedited and just four kills back to back to back to back just using my viper wall as cover and just like outplaying the other team like for me that was a really cracked clip Mm -hmm. where it was just pistol round i took out four people by all taking them one-on-one and just using my ears but like i'm gonna twist that as much as i can into like a really nice really like this is like why the frenzy is the best gun for pistol round like that's already the idea i had buying the frenzy and then getting that so, yeah, I, and I, I, I get that. Like, obviously, I hit clips that I think are insane. I mean, everybody does that because they've got a different standard for their own skills. I mean, I was I was. Oh, pl- yeah, definitely. I was playing um on a uh, what's it called? I was playing casually with a buddy on Rebirth. And yeah, um, I, I we were in streamer lobbies. Yes. Like like 0.2 KD lobbies. I was shredding these kids and I wasn't recording. Oh, dude, that's the worst. I was we were in we were hanging out in living quarters and I was in one of those houses and this mm-hmm. two different teams just kept bum rushing. Just absolutely oh. just yeeting in there sprinting in trying to get me. I'm sitting on the stairs with a well gun. I dropped like 9 kills in within nice. 5 minutes and I'm just the greatest that's ever lived. <laughs> Soon as I open OBS, the rest of the lobbies are trash for the rest of the night. Yep, <laughs> that's pretty accurate. Uh, I hit I hit clips pretty often on Valorant off stream. It's so annoying. And it sucks, but that's just the way of content. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I have a lot of ideas right now for things, not just gaming, but IR, more IRL stuff and maybe some reaction type content. Um, I I think content out of gaming can be very very good and mm-hmm. much better than gaming content could ever be. Uh, hold on, say that again, pal. You said ga- content from gaming is way better than content from gaming. Oh my bad. Uh, <laughs> content IRL content can always one hundred percent be better because it appeals to a wider audience than gaming clips. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um. That being said, a lot of the people that you'll see on YouTube and on Twitch looking for said content are gamers because gamers just generally have 
more of the technology and mm-hmm. i don't mean that in a weird way or anything but <laughs> like it just makes more sense somebody who's technology based who plays video games pretty often is gonna also keep up with other people that play video games um i didn't really start getting into pro valorant until i started playing valorant that makes now sense. i watch it every night before i go to bed look at things see what i can start doing better and then go from there i have an idea it's not original okay. in the slightest but it doesn't have to be no it doesn't have to be but i want to start doing reddit reactions like going into to, into the different like really funny subreddits yeah, yeah, and so like reacting a, to like them. a reddit recap yeah something like that i was i was in the i was in r slash hold my beer the other night <laughs> some of the funniest stuff i've ever seen in my life and i it's probably you should see you should see some of the stuff in there i always enjoy uh threads on am i the asshole Mm -hmm. and um what's the other one um Uh, what's it called uh choosing beggar that's another good that's another good subreddit no i haven't even heard of that um i can't remember what it is but am i the asshole or oh uh it was it's something about like uh fml fuck my life oh yeah like i i always like it it's a shitty thing but i love hearing about people's shitty like situations (laughs) or days and it's just like i I don't know it's a little bit of a confidence boost it's kind of like smurfing in a video game a little bit if you really get the confidence like that you're better and when you do you play better Mm. um that's like one of the biggest things that I tell everybody in Valorant that I play with. Uh, you have to play with confidence. If you have confidence that you'll win a gunfight, even if you don't, you're more likely to win the gunfight than if you go into a gunfight thinking I'm going to miss all my shots. Well, and that's that that goes for everything Any anything you try to do in life. If you go into it with more confidence, you're more likely to do better. It's yeah. just that's just how how things work. I always go for uh, calling my shots, especially on stream, because if I do, it looks really cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and that's just something that I like. You can get content off of that if you call like, oh, yeah, I'm going to one tap this guy right here. And then you do it. Uh-huh. Just everybody flips out and then you <laughs> can make content off of that. Yeah. Um, but like you, you always go into a gunfight in a game like that, knowing that you're going to win, or else, like a lot of times, you're just gonna kind of fl- flake out of it. Yeah, uh, and that's something that I've realized that I struggled with a lot. Um, now in Valorant, I play like I have the biggest ego ever, um, and it's really improved my quality of gameplay. I think. Yeah, isn't that which funny? is something? It it it's so bizarre. Um. And like, I know a lot of people struggle with stuff like that. And I wish I could like just say, play like you're trying to impress somebody. But if somebody's playing like shit, they're going to be in their head about it the entire time. Oh, absolutely. So, so it's hard to be just like in the middle of something be like, oh, play like you're trying to impress said person because like it, do- it doesn't just work like that. You can't just snap out of a bad mood. No, it is very tough. I mean, a lot of the times when I'm playing with, you know, the boys or whatever, um, yeah. I'm like at the, I, I'm probably, I'm at the, like the lower end of the skill spectrum, which is, you know, it's understandable because I switch games all the time and I, I'm, yeah. I'm not always, I don't 
play one game consistently, but I get into a lobby with like Zambi, for example, and that guy's just cracked out of his mind, you know, or even Yurt when he's got Gary in the chat. I mean, in the in the in the match, like Gary's yep. just insane. And I start like being like, oh, hey, you've got 500 damage and no kills. Come on, pick up the pace a little bit, pal. And then like they're, yeah. they're dropping 10, 15, 20 kills. I'm like, hey, I should really start doing something here. I don't want to I don't want it to look like I'm just the the backpack, you know? So a big thing that I realize is. um, And this is just something that I've heard like pros say, too. Uh, and then realized myself, um, surround yourself with people that are better than you and you'll slowly pick up on their tendencies and start doing better yourself. Mm. Um, I can tell with a lot of people that like I play Valorant with, uh, I'm by no means really good at that game, but like my game sense is really good for it. And like, I'm still learning to get my aim better, which is like my shitty thing. And then I watch pro all the time. So like I, it's been really awesome to see the progression of people like uh, Kate and you and you're all like equally because like I've seen you grow from iron to bronze, mm -hmm. which is a big step. Yeah, uh, going from iron to bronze, like you learn like all that that is is game sense. Br the difference between bronze players and iron players is a little bit of game sense. Whereas the difference between uh, bronze and silver players, I think, is uh, game sense and aim. Mm -hmm. uh, and then everything after that is just increasing all of your abilities. And like just seeing you have a little bit more game sense than what you used to have, like you can kind of like read strats and stuff like that. Uh, it's just like it's really awesome to see when I see Kate making really good plays. Um, and she's like calling what they're going to do. She's delaying sight so everybody can rotate. Uh, she's calming. She's just like doing everything that her character should be doing. It's like, it's really awesome to see. Like you can see the improvement really well when she's doing well. She's top fragging. Um, Yurt. Yurt plays really stupid, but he's got really good aim. <laughs> and to like watch him, like when you really watch him and you're kind of like in his ear a little bit and you can like kind of guide him, like he's one of the best players I've seen aim wise, but when he's alone and he has to make judgment calls and he just like doesn't follow the game or know the game too well, like it's always it's like it's kind of heartbreaking because I know if he knew the situations, he could definitely win more often than not. But like seeing him from before just like guessing where people were going to be when people were actually doing the exact opposite to now he can kind of guess where people are going to be where they're going to rotate what they're going to do uh and kind of guess like who's going to push what like seeing him being able to do that now is really like it's really awesome to watch because it's just like i i don't know i feel like when you watch people progress just as a person and as a gamer and like even if you are just watching Twitch and you're friends with somebody and that person just starts doing really well on Twitch, like it's just like it's awesome to see people progress like that. And I feel the exact same way when I watch people uh, play Valorant, uh, just watching people's natural progression, watching them get better is just like it's so uplifting to see.
Oh yeah, I love it. I mean, I don't remember where this started or why this started, but well, well how did we get to Valorant? What I, was it? I I think we were talking about content in game and uh, IRL. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, we read it yeah. and then games and oh, then yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. It's that's how things happen in here. We're talking about one thing and suddenly <laughs> we're talking about another thing. We started. With we, World War II. <laughs> and conspiracy theories, talking about Nazis, and now we're talking about Valorant. And in between yeah. all that, we were talking about Vegas. I mean, like... Yeah. It, nothing makes sense anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I think, like... I don't know. I, I Like I said, I'm just lost now. We, we went through so much. Yeah, lots of stuff. <laughs> you, changed, you changed your name. I did change my name recently. Yeah, let, let's talk about that. Uh, Toast is God 13 is a mouthful and it's not easy to remember or say and it's kind of cringy if I'm gonna be honest a little bit um and I think simply toast which is what I have rebranded to it's just like it you, you know disguised toast mm -hmm. his name is like really simple uh my biggest thing was I want my name to be something simple that people can remember easily and it'd be like Oh, okay, that's kind of a cool name. I should go check him out. Or um it's easier on like TikTok to be like, oh, simply toast versus oh yeah, did you see that dude toast is god on TikTok? Don't forget the uh, 13. Yeah, don't forget the 13. Yeah, and simply toast. I mean, like, I'm gonna start calling my subs simps with a double I. Um, and see if I can like kind of make my way around the uh simp ban on Twitch. But, <laughs> yeah, like I, I just, I just think it's so much, it's so much better, and I think that the, uh, um, search engine optimization is going to be better for simply toast than toast is god. Don't yeah, get me wrong, toast absolutely. is god is very niche, but I don't know. I feel like it just doesn't stick or flow off the tongue easily at all. I, I think it was a, I think it was a good call. Um. I'm not sure if I like it better or not. It's just weird, you know, trying to get used I to it. I definitely like it better. I'm I'm sad that Toast is God 13 is dying or dead now. Mm -hmm. But still, I I love the name change. I think it's very fitting and I really like how simple it is. That's great. Um, I love it. Yeah. Um I, I think I can make some pretty good merch off of it too. Just like have it be simp on there, S I I M P. Mm-hmm. And then, like, on the back, be, like, Simply Toast or something. But. I love it. You know, not to brag or anything, but I have uh, Toast is God 13 merch, by the I way. I know. That's going to be rare merch. I'll oh, say if, yeah. I ever, <laughs> if I ever blow up, anybody that has that will be like, I'm an OG. Also, like, anybody before 465 followers is OG when they remembered me as Toast is God 13. Yeah, right? Anybody with uh, a follow date of 2020 <laughs> sometime. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you what you're you're probably one of my second longest active followers. It's insane. Like it's uh, frosty. It has me beat by like a week. Uh, yeah, I mean, like that's that's one of my IRL friends, and yeah. I didn't start streaming until I didn't start really streaming until like after high school. But mm -hmm. yeah, it's uh, it's definitely funny. But username change is good. I actually yes. checked my calendar because I forgot that in June, um, I'm changing my username, but not in a huge way. I'm just getting rid of one of the underscores. 
Oh, very nice. I So when I was doing my rebrand originally, I actually had created an entire new account. I was just going to start yeah. completely over and people yelled at me. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'll just change the <laughs> username on here. But I already changed the username on the other one to digital underscore piracy. Uh, come on, doof. And so, <laughs> yeah. So six months ago, as of yesterday, I changed the username on the alt account to something different. Uh, and so now I should be able mm -hmm. to drop that second underscore today. Very nice. I it, love that for you. It, depending on how Twitch works, you know, they're kind of stubborn about things yeah. sometimes. But um, Okay, I have a question for you real yeah, quick. Yeah, let's do it. Doof, doof645. Yes, sir. Dead and gone. Um, Was it just food backwards? Was that how you came up with it? Uh, No. But I thought you said something about Doofenshmirtz. Yes, sir. Time. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Uh, Doofenshmirtz from Phineas and Ferb was probably yep. the biggest, biggest, the biggest thing it came from. It was my first gamer tag when I got my Dude, PS3. Dan Povenmire is mm. an amazing person. So Absolutely. I, trust I get it. Yeah. So it, it was literally 2015. Just got my PS3. I was like, I need a gamer <laughs> tag. I'm obsessed with Noah J four five six Doof six four five. That makes sense. It checks out. Yeah, it, it, it all works out. And I was just like, I'm going to be the biggest doof streamer <laughs> that you've ever seen in your life. Well, actually, oh, it, was, yeah. it was YouTuber when I back then. I didn't really I knew what streaming was, but it wasn't like a huge thing. It wasn't something I was trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's interesting. It's, look, dude, we've been we've been going for so long, man. I want to keep it's talking. It's been two hours. Yeah, I want to keep going, but. Um, we we can call it here. We we should probably start okay. to wrap up. Um, yes, I I just I just love that. I we could go for another hour and a half at least. Yeah, honestly. And and that's been the case for almost every single one I've recorded recently. I say I need a I need to catch up. I think I stopped listening. Uh, I want to say Jr's was my last one. Oh wow. That I Dude, you haven't listened so to I'm, Danny I'm yet? Behind. No, I haven't. Oh, that's a that's a banger, dude. You gotta listen to the Danny episode. <laughs> um, I, I'm definitely gonna catch up here soon. It's just uh my uh transportation method has changed and so my listening methods have also changed. Yeah, I, I believe it. Yeah. So, uh, do do you wear your AirPods in your helmet? Every day. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't I could never wear AirPods in my helmet. Uh, my helmet because I checked because I wanted to see because I can't go without music mm -hmm. on 30 minutes to and from work. Um, I can fit one or both. Either works. Okay. Yeah. So recently I've been doing both and then just keeping my phone in my pocket so I can turn it down when needed. Yeah. Yeah, it works. I my the only problem was the way the air the way AirPods work is they got two stems pointing downwards. Oh, I have the AirPod Pros. I have those too. They do point so forward I, down a little bit. Yeah, so I push them forward so that they're like looking eye level. Because mm. like my problem is when I took off the helmet, they would get stuck in the side of the helmet because it's pointing down and they just oh, jam yeah. them deep into my ears and it was the most painful thing ever. Yeah, so I put mine like forwards looking and then on top of that, if I only have one in, I take my heads or my helmet off kind of sideways. Mm. Versus if I have both in, I just kind of like lift up. And since they're forward, they just push up a little bit. Well, shoot. I got to I got to try that once I actually can ride my <laughs> bike again when I get it. Fixed. Oh, yeah. 
bro send help um <laughs> i'm gonna cry yeah it's yeah it's a whole long story that i won't get into here maybe uh on toast part three we can talk about motorcycles oh yeah which it's not wait how i gotta bro it's gonna wait wait wait. i gotta figure out how i'm gonna title this because usually on a second part i do you know username part two but i can't... just do toast is god 13 part two exclamation or like toast is god 13 part two but simply toast but simply toast it's uh, i'll do something like something that, we'll, like fi- that. Yeah. we'll figure it out <laughs> but uh dude it's been a pleasure third podcast thank you that we've recorded me. third podcast episode we've recorded because that <laughs> weird first one that we did back in the day um, yeah, i kind of flaked on that that's my bad no nah, dude hey, listen we both went dark it's all good that <laughs> it's funny that episode actually has the most plays of any of any of no them. shot and it's, really? it's 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 privated it has I privated bef- I made it private before I even launched Xanimo. Okay, got- so how many views did it have? 67. I wonder if it's because I told my family about it. Ooh. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, 67. That's way more than any of the other ones, which is Dude, that's so wild. Cool. I I <laughs> I don't know what happened I, there. I who knows. Yeah, hey, plug your socials real quick since they've all changed. <laughs> okay, so Simply Toast on Twitch with two eyes. Um, simply with two eyes underscore toast on Twitter. Simply dot underscore dot toast on Twitch. Or not Twitch, TikTok. And then YouTube is just simply toast with two eyes. There's a lot of punctuation and different yes, stuff in there. It so. sucks, but <laughs> names um, are all taken now. Links are all on the episode page, just like they always are. Check out my boy. Love this dude to death. He's amazing. Um, <laughs> Mom, thank you for listening to the podcast. Just throw that out there. You're amazing. Uh, yes, shout thank out. Thank you, Anthony's mom. Uh, shout out to uh, Yurt for being terrible with uh, Star Wars remakes <laughs> plots. And uh, uh, let's just let's just end it there. You're All amazing. Right. I appreciate you. Adios. Have a good one. <laughs>